My name is Eva, and I love to read, especially this book, Fear Nothing, by Dean Coots. This novel, published in 1998, is the first installment in a planned trilogy, the second being Seize the Night, and third upcoming book has a working title of Ride the Storm, and all of them revolve around the mysterious happenings in and around the town of Moonlight Bay. The stakes are as high as they get, the fate of the world and people who inhabit this earth. While Coons' 1987 suspense thriller Watchers helped establish him as a best-selling author, and the book series on Odd Thomas has gained worldwide recognition, Coons himself described Fear Nothing as one of his finest works, and it is hard to disagree with him. As mentioned, the story takes place in Moonlight Bay, a fictional California town in which a motherless young man loses a father, has an encounter with a sinister mortician, flees a burning house and must, together with his two friends and a loyal dog, fight off a troop of strangely intelligent monkeys that seem to have a connection to a not-so-abandoned military base and its secret experiments. And all of this happens in just 24 hours, from sunset to sunset. This book touches on many things, but there are three themes in particular that I would like to examine. These are living life, friendship and grief. The story opens as the protagonist, Chris Snow, visits his hospitalised father, who is terminally ill of cancer. Father and son have lived alone since the mother died in a car accident two years previously. The father, dearly loved by Chris and beloved in the town of Moonlight Bay, dies with Chris at his side, his final words addressed to his son. Fear nothing, Chris. Fear nothing. These words of encouragement are especially poignant in the case of Chris Snow, a man of 28 years, born with xeroderma pigmentosum, a rare disease that makes him especially vulnerable to light and sun rays, forcing him to stay indoors during the day and only venture out during the night. But this life, lived so far from the sun, a life where even the briefest exposure to the sun could cause irreparable damage that might shorten his life, has caused Chris Snow not to shy away from life or despair at his fate, but rather made him embrace life and all he can enjoy of it in the shade of the night where he thrives. As he himself proclaims, I relish life. I find delight where anyone can expect it and few would think to look. I seize the night and ride it like it were a great black stallion. Trisa's happy disposition has made him well-liked in Moonlight Bay, where people accommodate his condition. When first he appears at the hospital to visit his father, the lights are dimmed in the hallways in consideration of his XP, as he calls his condition. It is telling that Kuntz has named the very town he lives in Moonlight Bay, for moonlight is the only light that is a friend to Chris and his condition. He also has a girlfriend, Sasha, 
who loves him, not despite of, but because of who and what he is, and whose own job as a nighttime DJ accommodates Chris's nocturnal existence. His lifelong friend, Bobby Holloway, a permanently unfazed surfer, provides never-ending calm and a particular surf lingo. And wagging his tail and happily barking at the sight of Chris is Orson, his loyal and loving dog, who has been with him all his life, though it turns out might have an origin far more sinister than Chris was ever told by his parents. Chris Snow's life is ordinary yet unconventional, exciting, yes, yet thoroughly peaceful. Peaceful, that is, until the night of his father's death. From the moment that Chris, by sheer coincidence, sees the town's mortician swap out his recently deceased father's body with a vagrant and cater off his father's body to parts unknown, Chris becomes involved in a frantic hunt, where he starts as the hunted, but eventually turns hunter as he searches for the truth of why a nurse who cared for his father is killed, and why that might connect to his own mother's death that might not have been an accident after all. It becomes increasingly clear that Chris's own life plays a factor in several mysterious events in Moonlight Bay that hark back to experiments performed at the nearby military base that might not be as abandoned as the town has been led to believe. This book defies traditional genre categories. There is suspense, yes, but also horror, mystery, adventure, science fiction, and a thriller-like plot. It is fast-paced, and like many of Kuntz's works, combines the fantastical with the everyday in a highly entertaining story. But this book stands out for its character work. This is, first and foremost, the story of Chris, Sasha, Orson, and Bobby, each with their own distinct voice. Yes, and I include Orson in that. Voices that can be picked out even if you, as a reader, were to stumble upon a a random page, you could pick out the characters by their conversation alone. That, I think, is the particular skill of Dean Koontz, to create likeable, individual and engaging characters where their singular traits drive them to a course of action that forwards the plot instead of vice versa. This makes for a very personal tale, where the fate of the world is at stake, but where the strength to act on this is found in the everyday memories shared among friends. It is a story that explores the threads of friendship, how some threads can be pulled without ever breaking, and how others snap when pressures are brought to bear on the ties that bind, be they familial or distant. The story also examines the differences between being alone and being lonely, the former not necessarily a negative, as in the example with Chris, who spends many days alone, but without the dark burden of loneliness, while loneliness can lead to longing that may light a candle of good in some people, as with the nurse, 
or ignite an all-consuming fire of evil as with a certain deputy. In all this, fear nothing is also about grief. Dean Koontz never loses sight of the fact that the protagonist is bereaved and the story presents the reactions of different characters to loss and the conversations are, for want of a better word, far more grounded than declarational speeches otherwise might have been and have filled these pages. While there may be superficial similarities to the quick exchanges and straight talk of the hard-boiled thrillers of the mid-20th century, Dean Koontz does not seem to aim for that more objective prose of that genre. In his work, particularly in this book, there are subjective, flowery, even poetic declarations uttered by key characters, as well as Chris Snow's own inner thoughts that are coloured by his particular perspective on life. So rather than being objectively bleak, Dean Koontz has crafted a story with colourful personalities, who each are memorable on their own, but who together fear nothing. This is a splendid read, and I would recommend it highly to anyone, regardless of the genre you might naturally be drawn to. So that was this week's book talk, and there are so many more to come. But later this week, it will be a history episode, which I am really looking forward to. It will be all about the events that took place one winter's night more than 900 years ago, and I really hope you will tune in to that one. But for now, I have been Eva, and thank you so much for listening.